Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. And welcome, everybody, to Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X at PFedoff. This is episode 102 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. This will be the Central Michigan recap from yesterday's game. But first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for additional podcast information. Also, if you have an Apple device, an Android device, please feel free to download the Fanstream Sports app. Then head over to our Facebook page and like the Facebook page. There's additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. Now back to the game. Central Michigan, a 41-17 win over Central Michigan. Notre Dame goes to 4-0 for the season. You're thinking we're 4-0, a 24-point win. We should be feeling pretty good about ourselves. But I always use the term non-delusional Notre Dame fan, which I am. I know a lot of other non-delusional Notre Dame fans. And after day, after yesterday's game, there is some apprehension now about this team, especially heading into the meat of the schedule with Ohio State and at Duke, uh, Clemson, and USC. And especially defensively, the defense, if they play the way they did yesterday, especially the defensive line for rush, for the run defense, that is, we will get uh, blown away by Ohio State. We will lose by four touchdowns, if that. Uh, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson and those other talented running backs, they will have a combined rushing over 400 yards. I'm not kidding you. They let Central Michigan go up and down the field for most of that first half into the second half. They tightened it up a little. It was more or less, we have better athletes than you do and talent took over, but we cannot let this happen against the big boys that we are going to play. Or it's going to be going to be a, a couple uh, long days uh, ahead. Let's just get into the some general comments first before I get into the actual analysis and then close out this podcast. Uh, first things first, the uh, the first defensive series was solid. It was a three and out. However, Thomas Harper missed a tackle, but then he had a pretty solid game after that. And All-American cornerback Benjamin Morrison missed a tackle. That's an issue. During the Navy game, we were pretty solid tackling. Tennessee State, awful in the first half, pretty good in the second half. NC State, kind of iffy here and there, but that was a great game the defense played last week. And it's just disappointing that they were just so bad yesterday. But the tackling issue, missed tackles, however you want to call it, that is becoming an issue. And if you do that against Ohio State, Clemson, USC, Duke, any other team, because now we're not we're not playing any sort of sub sub-tier schools, we're going to lose some games and we're going to get embarrassed. The tackling has got to get fixed and pretty quickly. Uh, Tobias Merriweather, I said in so many other podcasts, we got to get him going. 
he's not a great receiver. He has the potential to be a great receiver, but he's a solid receiver. He's been pretty much uh, missing in action this uh, these first uh, three games prior to yesterday. Yesterday, our first drive, first three plays, runs by Aldrich Estime for 16 yards. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking they're setting them up for a big pass play, and I was right. A 75-yard pass from Sam Hartman to Tobias Merriweather for his first touchdown of the season. Great to see that. However, after that uh, touchdown catch, he only had one reception for the remainder of the game. He's got to be more consistent, but at least we got that big play uh, that we needed from Tobias. After that, though, Spencer Schrader, our, I keep hearing this term, he's, he's our place kicker. He's got this great leg, and he does. I've seen it on TV, but his accuracy has been pretty um, spotty this year uh, during the, the few games we've seen him kick. And he kicks it out of bounds uh, after that touchdown. It's a penalty. They get the ball to the 35-yard line. So they're starting on a shorter field. Some penalties, some questionable penalties. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, help them tie the game up right away at 7-7. Seven to seven. Then he misses a 59-yard field goal. I thing is, though, take a step back. That's a long field goal regardless. And if you miss a field goal that, that far, I'm not going to fault you for that. But if he's got this great leg, he's got to start making more kicks you know between 40 50 yards uh yes they're farther they had the distance to go to they had how can i say they had the distance uh for the field goal to be made it's just the accuracy was where he's got to work on that however after he missed the 59 yarder he made a 50 yarder which is great and then he made another i forget the distance but spencer just has to work on that accuracy because i keep telling you one of these big games is going to come down to the wire and we may need him to kick a game-winning field goal at the end. Uh, the long ball was also with, uh, I forget the, the the distance, but Chris Tyree caught a pretty uh, long touchdown pass from Sam Hartman as well. In the pregame show, if you want to call it a pregame, it's a joke what Peacock and NBC do for Notre Dame. I've said that before. Uh, but the few minutes they spent on the Notre Dame Central Michigan game, if you want to call that a preview, uh, Joshua Perry, former OSU uh, linebacker, he's a analyst for NBC and Peacock right now. And he said in order for Notre Dame to compete with OSU and the other big boys, they got to have a, they have to have some sort of threat, like a quick strike threat, like we saw with Tobias Merriweather yesterday and Chris Tyree, just a quick, uh, to get quick touchdowns is what I'm trying to say. So they passed that test. And they, yeah, they will need that against OSU and the other big boys. So that was a good sign to see as well. Uh, the Peacock coverage was just atrocious, absolutely awful. Any bad word you can think of, that's what it was yesterday. There are certain times where the stream would freeze up and you had to reset it. Other times the game was going on, you were actually watching a play and then it would go to three commercials. It's just an absolute joke that Notre Dame puts up with this. But they're probably going to renew with NBC again because they're going to pay the most, just like they did with Under Armour. And uh, hopefully the Notre Dame fans this week do not sell their tickets like Notre Dame caters to NBC and Under Armour. That's all I can say. Just awful coverage by Peacock. Pathetic. I can't say it enough. I could go into this more and more, but I don't want to waste my time here. Uh, what else here? J.D. Bertrand was out of the game. He's our middle linebacker, so-called quarterback of the defense. And at first, I thought it's Central Michigan. We're not really going to, even though JD's a, a sound, solid football player, he is limited athletically, but he really gets everybody in position as middle linebacker. And we really missed him big time yesterday. So hopefully he's back for Ohio State. He should be. But that was one I misread. Uh, we really uh, 
uh, felt the felt him not with him. How can I say? It? Felt his presence not being there yesterday on the field, and it showed, especially uh, the run defense. That is, uh, Javante uh, John. I can never get his name right. OSU transfer, graduate transfer from OSU, defensive lineman. The only good lineman that played well yesterday on the defensive side for Notre Dame, Javante Jean Baptiste. There it is. Javante Jean Baptiste. I hate to say this, but just belonging, he's the only one to me on the defensive line that seemed to give a shit yesterday. And he played just a, a great, great game on the defensive line. The only one that played great on the defensive line. Uh, what else? Maris Leofau. Um, and we'll get into this a little bit later in my final talking points. Maybe the Maris Leofau we saw in the NC State game was an imposter. Uh, I always think of the, the Scooby-Doo episodes where they rip off the mask of Ghostface and, you know, oh, it's it's that person. Maybe there was a mask on Maris Leofau last week because he, I think he only had maybe two tackles. And not to steal, uh, God, what's his name? Mike Goolsby's, uh Thunder. He has a podcast, former Notre Dame linebacker in the early to mid 2000s. He has a podcast out there and he always says to Marist, he's got the athletic tools, but whenever he just plows ahead into the offensive line, just trying to get to the quarterback, he, he just stopped right away. It's like a bug. Like when you're driving in the summer and a bug just slams into your windshield, you know, going full go, the bug just splatters into the windshield. That's the way Marist is when he tries to get to the quarterback, you know, just all this energy, all this force, and they just get stopped. And that's the way it was yesterday, back to normal, where he wasn't making any sort of play. He had two tackles, no QB pressures that I can think of. He was nothing like he was against NC State, where I, I said, too, now I look like a fool. He looked like the reincarnation of Troy Polamalu and Ray Lewis when they were in their heyday. But that that's going to be a, a discussion for my final talking points about this defense is what we saw in the first three games an imposter to what we saw yesterday, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So let's get into the stats. 41 to 17 win over Central Michigan. It was only 14 to, what was it? No, 20, I'm sorry, 21 to 14 at halftime. So we were only up by seven points and thinking, oh, is this going to be like Marshall last year or Stanford? But we pulled away at the end. Uh, first downs, Notre Dame dominated 23 uh to 14 in first downs third down efficiency we are solid about 50 percent five out of 12 and then three central mission was only three out of 13 which is one good sign for our defense that we just didn't let them convert third downs left and right total yards notre dame dominated even though it didn't feel like that watching the game 578 to 268 and then uh, passing 342 passing for notre dame only uh, 137 for central michigan Here's where I'm most concerned, especially going into the Ohio State game. We rushed, we had a pretty good rushing game, 236 yards, especially Aldrich Estime. But there were still numerous negative plays where our offensive line was just getting pushed back. And I, I still say it now where, yes, they gave Sam Hartman tons of time to throw yesterday, but he took some shots yesterday. And he was, he's dinged up right now, but he should be fine for the Ohio State game. And to me, I've always said this too, and even when I had Greg Schaefer on from East of the Bend, except for Joe Alt, who will be a first-round draft pick, a top-five pick probably in the NFL draft next year at left tackle, this offensive line is not this dominant offensive line that people are saying, at least in my opinion. It's maybe a little bit above average, but that's about it. They are not this just dominant offensive line when they're getting blown off the ball. For Even like Tennessee State, there's a couple plays 
who we had negative yardage in the run game. And yesterday, too, Audrick Esme had a great day, but he also had some negative yards as well as the other running backs. Uh, what else here? Penalties. I've always said I, I do not like to complain about the rest, but yesterday it wasn't going both ways. It was just pretty much geared toward Notre Dame receiving the bad calls. I've just seen that just generally in college football. People don't These refs have jobs during the week, so it's not like their full job is dedicated to being a referee. I think that needs to change for both the NFL and college. they got to be more geared for this job being full-time because I think having a job during the week and then having a job on the weekend as a referee, it's affecting their judgment. Even with replay, it's affecting their judgment. But there's just some really bad calls yesterday. We had a couple late hits to the quarterback or unsportsmanlike to the quarterback. But then when I see someone uh, pressure Sam Hartman, take him down, and even if it's a, a good hit, but then 10, I'll try to do this visually, but then start to twist his ankle. And that's where he got dinged up. And they did that twice. And they were also going low to his knees. And that's not called. That doesn't set well with me. That's unacceptable. Our star quarterback could have got hurt yesterday just because of a cheap shot. And it happened three to four times right in front of the ref. One was a two or low blows or two or low hits to the knee. And then the other one was just twisting his ankle to try to cause a serious injury. Unacceptable officiating right there. Time of possession, it was pretty much 30-30 uh, for Central Michigan and Notre Dame. Also, let's get just to the some individual statistics. Another thing that was disappointing, Central Michigan's starting quarterback did not play. So we were playing against their second-string quarterback. But still, they were just running, rushing the ball up and down the field those first two quarters. Unacceptable. Unacceptable by our defense. Uh, just some individual stats here. Sam Hartman was great again, 16 out of 26. There's a couple of times I thought he was playing a little bit safe, not going downfield um, as much as he should, but they were dropping eight defenders most of the time. Um, but he was still picking them apart for the most part of the game. Uh, he had 333 yards, or no, 330 yards passing, three touchdowns passing, then one touchdown rushing as well. So four touchdowns altogether. Steve Angeli did get into the game uh, late in the fourth quarter for me i was hoping this game was over in the first half uh so we could get the young guys in and rest up for ohio state that did not happen rushing i will not get to everybody here but aldrick estimate i think he's the leading rusher in the nation right now but we have one extra game too uh, since we played in week zero 20 carries 176 yards uh rushing one td i think he's averaging about eight yards per carry i haven't seen that since reggie brooks did it in 1992 uh, he also had one for, I think it was either 72 yards or 73 yards called back on a questionable holding call by the referees, but we're not going to complain about them um, anymore. Uh, Jadarian Price uh, had 15 yards, DeBron Payne 12, Jaden Thomas had one for 10. Receiving, Sam Hartman always spreads it around uh, pretty good. We did uh, receiving-wise, one, two, three, four, five. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 10 different receivers. The one that was uh, a little bit disappointing, Holden Stace had that great game last week. I'll get into that a little bit later too. Was that just an imposter as well? Um, he had a great touchdown catch, a one-handed touchdown catch. That was his only uh, reception of the game. He dropped two balls. Uh, so one catch, four yards for a touchdown. Uh, Chris Tyree had that one. Here it is, 76-yard touchdown catch. Uh, two catches for the game, 88 yards total, one touchdown. 
Tobias Merriweather, two for 81, one touchdown. Jaden Thomas led in receptions, four for 63. Rico Flores, talented freshman, three for 60. Uh, Jaden Greathouse, the other freshman, two for 13 yards. And then who else had a touchdown? So, oh yeah. So Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, and Holden Stace both had touchdown or all had touchdown receptions. And then let's just get into the tackles. Jack Kaiser, uh, he subbed. He was playing the middle linebacker for J.D. Bertrand. He's usually the rover position. Jack had a, a solid game, but it's still not J, like J.D., the quarterback of that of that defense. Uh, Ten tackles uh, during the game. Riley Mills had five. Xavier Watts, five. Um, Jack Kaiser did have a sack. Thomas Harper had a sack and a vicious hit on the quarterback, but it was a legit legal hit. Uh, that could have resulted in a turnover. We did not force any turnovers, but we did have two sacks yesterday. We're going to have to get some sacks against Ohio State. We'll get into that um, later this week when I do the OSU preview. And other than that, Spencer Schrader, two of three, had that long of 50, but then uh, five of five extra points, but he missed that 59-yard field goal. So my last talking point, Scooby-Doo. I said this a little bit earlier. This is mostly for the defense. Last week, they looked outstanding against NC State. And pretty much for the year, they looked pretty good, except for the tackling issue that has got to get remedied this week and into the next games as well as we play the big boys. That's It's got to improve. I can't say that enough. But I said earlier, Miris Leofal looked like Troy Polamalu and Ray Lewis last week. This week, as Mike Goolsby would always say, he's like that bug that goes full throttle into that windshield and can't get past the windshield. It's like when he's going full throttle in through the offensive line, he just gets stopped, can't pressure the quarterback, can't even uh, make a sack. Is Marisley, was that an imposter last week? Holden Stace, that's more on the offensive side. He did have that touchdown yesterday, but nothing like he was against NC State. The run defense last week against NC State was outstanding. What is this? De- this is my main concern right now is just the defense, especially that rush defense, because I know Marvin Harrison is going to get his yards, even if you put Benjamin Morrison uh, to uh, to cover him. But my biggest concern at Ohio State is their, their running game, because if we can't stop their running game, this game's over. This game's over by halftime. We have got to stop. The big key for that Ohio State game, and I'll get into this more later this week, is to stop the rushing game of Travion Henderson, Mine Williams, and then there's like two other running backs too that they have. And I think Kyle McCord's a decent runner too at quarterback, but we have got to stop their running game. But Scooby-Doo moment right here. I'm hoping we weren't imposters last week against NC State, the defense that is, especially the rush defense with Maris Leofow um, and just the D-line in general. Except for Javante Jean Patis, the D-line was just... They just seemed not to care, and they were going right as it, right up the gut. It wasn't, you know, reverse plays, trick plays. They were just going north and south uh, for the majority, or for the first half, and probably the first half of the third quarter. And uh, I'm hoping it's not a Scooby-Doo moment right now. I hope we're actually legit. But um, if it is a Scooby-Doo moment right now, um, I don't say we're in trouble, but we have to uh, make some adjustments because we cannot let, if we let Central Michigan run up and down the field, north and south, uh, just wait till Ohio State, uh, Clemson, even though they're not, they're kind of struggling right now, uh, USC, Duke even, 
or the other sub-tier teams that we're going to be playing. Uh, we got we we got to have uh, we we have to um, how can I say this? Just bluntly here, the Scooby-Doo moment has got to stop. Let's just put it that way. The defense, I hope you're legit. The Scooby-Doo moment has got to stop where you're not an imposter, where the Scooby-Doo kids, whatever they call themselves, um, they would take that ghost mask off of the, uh, what would you call that? Not the, not the convict, but the perpetrator, whatever you want to call it. The person that was creating havoc during the cartoon episode where they thought it couldn't be this person, but when they take off that ghost mask, um, more or less an imposter type moment. Well, I hope our rush defense is not an imposter right now. And that Scooby-Doo moment does not happen uh, constantly throughout this season. Uh, just some general um, items for this week. I will have an OSU preview probably in the next day or two. And then I talked to my cousin. He's on the uh, Buckeye Daily Blitz, uh, Jeff Tito Thidoff. We're hoping to do later this week a combined podcast with me and Jeff like we did last year uh, for the first game last year uh, during Labor Day weekend when OSU played Notre Dame in Columbus at the Horseshoe. But And maybe I'll have just jump on one time just for final thoughts as well before the game. But I will have a preview show, and then it's looking like we're going to probably have a preview show with Jeff and I either Wednesday or Thursday of this week. We just have to work out all the details. Um, but uh, this will be a, a pretty uh, busy week. Uh, I'm still going to be picking OSU, but hopefully we're wrong. And yesterday was just a – because you always have that one game too where things just don't go right. And even the LSU team of 2019 had one or two kind of hit or miss type games. They still won it. I mean, the thing is we won by 24 points, but we're still – man, it should have been a lot uh, – bigger margin of victory especially it's just that rush defense was very uh as spotty as i said earlier but um maybe this is just one of those glitches throughout the year maybe they were looking ahead against osu or i'm hoping that's it or there's truly more issues than we think defensively and uh we're not as good as we think defensively but we'll find out with these next these next uh three games are really going to tell us how good we are and what we need to do to improve uh but we shall see but thank you so much for joining me for episode 102 of the fighting irish daily blitz and as always go irish